0: This is LNE Radio, and you're listening to me, Ranji David. In today's program, we have Ratnesh Mathur, who is the founder of Arohi Life Education. So, hi. Uh, Welcome Ratnesh to the space and thank you so much for uh, your time and giving us the opportunity to listen to what you have to share.
1: Thank you. I'm equally excited, Raji.
0: Yes. So, uh, can you share something about Arohi Life Education?
1: Um... Well, Arohi is a a community basically where uh, many families who would like to do open learning and we'll talk about it in more detail. uh, We are all together uh, on this journey of open learning. So that's what Arohi is essentially. So it's a community of
0: families. Yeah. So, uh, you know, instead of uh, having uh, a space where only children come and learn, uh, your idea is to involve children. And parents, and as a community of people who learn and grow together, uh, where let, let's talk about the uh, your journey. Where did your journey of uh, you know moving away from the traditional space of learning and moving into something radical, unique, and different begin for you?
1: Uh, well, when we started of working with children, we had absolutely no idea. We obviously had no qualifications. And we had no idea what to do with children. So there were we uh, about 23 years back. We were just with a room full of children without knowing what to do with them. And uh, the beauty was that because we didn't know much what to do with them, they started telling us in many different ways, not just verbally, but showing in different ways what they would like to do. And we realized over a period of time that when we are with children, they they don't really want us to, let's say, teach or do really something with us. They just want to do things. And if we want to join them, they are most uh, open. If they, they may need some resources or something. So that's how the journey started. You know, them telling us that, hey, you stay in one corner, we can pretty much live our lives ourselves. And if you want to join us, join us in the fun. And this was a big realization because we used to think, you know, we are the wise ones and we have all the knowledge and we can, you know, download our gyan onto them. But they being of this streaming generation, they are more streaming live onto them, you know, uh, if, if you get the, if this analogy makes sense. And they are like, they're so alive and live in their moments and they're doing things. So, that's where the journey started and it, it has evolved over a period of time to us having this group or the community where different <clears throat> people, not just children, but adults and parents and grandparents all are coming together and doing different things based on each individual's interest. Yeah. So, if my interest is, for example, theatre, I will come to you and if your interest is, let's say, let's say, playing tennis, you will come to me, something like that.
0: Sure, sure. I, I remember, uh, you know, many years back when uh, I was uh, into theater, and I'm still doing theater, uh, that when, when we wanted a, a rehearsal space, we, we saw this place called Genie Kids and we approached and, and, and you know, uh, you were running the space. Uh, back then, a lot of, uh, and we're, we're talking uh, a good, uh, maybe um, 17, 15 years back. Uh, yeah. Back then for me, uh, when I uh, approached your organization and when, when I spoke to you and I also started seeing and observing how things were done with Genie Kids, I realized you, you are extremely different from the way traditional institutions or uh, support institutions also are. And, and that has in a way remained the philosophy of uh, uh, of uh, you as an organization. Uh and uh, over a period of time, you have uh, uh, the, the education system has evolved. It is now from genie kids, It has now become Arohi. Uh, you now have a space outside Bangalore, which is a fully dedicated, a huge space. Can you talk about the space, the physical space? You know, what does this how did this happen? Well,
1: uh, interestingly, this space was donated to the Arohi trust. Uh, by one of the child's grandfather long back, about 10 years back and he just donated, he said hey, you guys are doing exciting work, I have this land, do you want it? <laughs> he said okay, all right, <laughs> this is so amazing because it's away from the city yet not too far, Yes, just 60 kilometers from let's say heart of Bangalore and uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful location you know, it's about 5 acres of uh, land and uh, we are in a you know in a rural setup and uh, yeah this is a lovely space people uh, can come we all can stay here live together and do things together w- w- the main thing that we realize is that when we live together as in not just come at 9 and go back at 2 not like that but kind of live live together uh, then there is a totally different connection and then the energy and then the work that we do is is much more intense and much more fun.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, even if it's for a short duration, let's say for a week or two weeks and so on. Yeah.
0: So, so uh, Arohi, is it a school? Is it a, a child development center? What exactly is it?
1: It is obviously neither.
0: <clears throat> it,
1: it is a community. So, it's a space. uh, So, the community obviously does not necessarily only work through the campus. Campus is just one location, you can say. And I would say every family who is part of the community there houses also a campus in a way. So, it's a community of families who are together exploring and doing this uh, journey of open learning uh, where each Child, each adult is deciding what they want to do today, this week, this month, this year. And they're just going ahead and doing that. And obviously, there's a lot of collaboration between the community members. There's a lot of mentoring, supporting each other, doing things together, connecting, helping and so on. Like any other community would be. uh, But with only one purpose, to live life. There is no other purpose. We aren't trying to run after any examination or after any job as such. But if somebody wants to give an examination or somebody wants to get a particular professional help, then that help will also come from within community or the person within community can point to a resource outside the community. So it's essentially a a community where we all learn and live together. And that is a way of learning, which is different from the so-called conventional education.
0: Yeah, so uh, children who are part of your uh, uh, center, uh, they don't go to a regular school, am I right? No, they don't go to a regular
1: school.
0: Which means that, uh, uh, you know, they, they start at a certain age and they uh, uh, they they grow and evolve. So how, how does, can you just share with us, because a traditional mindset we are used to, like, you know, kindergarten and first standard, second standard, you know, and then 10th grade and then 12th and then, you know, degree. So there's a, uh, the traditional mindset also is that, you know, there, there is a specific way of going about things and you have to pass certain exam, then you go to the next uh, class or semester. Uh, so uh, how different and what exactly differentiates each uh, segment or age group?
1: Okay. So first of all, it's not really by age. Uh, there is no, no major importance of age but by and large if you look at some, uh, look at uh, a child in the younger years let's say anything from 0 to 10 even up to 15 a lot of it is exposure you know you keep getting exposed to new things uh, maybe i see a theater show for the first time or uh, or i uh, you know get uh, yeah, or, I, or i go for a trek for the first time so that's an exposure so maybe at 12 years i go for a trek so that means a new exposure to me maybe at 5 years i i learned uh, let's say uh, 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 let's say football so that's a new exposure for me so in initial stage is of an exposure once i get exposed i might get interested in it and if i get interested in it then the next stage comes is of of, of exploration so suppose when i see a theater show i say, wow this is nice man i want to explore this So, I I look around and I say, ah, Ranji is doing theatre. So, I go to Ranji and Ranji starts showing me and I start exploring theatre. But I'm still at the exploring stage, right? I'm just enjoying it and I'm I'm little, little learning it and my interest is maybe growing, maybe not growing. Thinking, oh my goodness, who will do all this theatre, right? Now, let's assume my interest grows so much that I want to now go into it deep and that's what we call as deep diving. When I say I'm at the, I want to become an expert in this field. So now I seriously start working on theatre skills. I maybe attend many workshops, or I don't attend any workshops, but I develop these skills in me, and I do theatre shows, or I, or I become an apprentice to Ranji, so that I learn from Ranji whatever he knows, and so on. So that's the, what we call as the expertise level, and probably if somebody gets an expertise in one or more areas. Then at, at a point when one wants, one can jump from expertise to what I what we call as enterprise level. Where now you have reached a stage where you can earn out of it or develop it into a a, pro, a vocation or a profession or a career, whatever you want to call it. So again, you realize that this is nothing to do with age per se. Somebody can be a professional as young as 9 or 10. Now, let's say if I'm a child artist doing movies and I'm a I'm acclaimed child artist, I'm already a professional, isn't it? So, or somebody could even be uh, uh, getting exposed even at 13, 14, 15. I know of a girl who went to do her first deep sea diving at the age of 21. And when she got exposed to it, she kind of fell in love, literally, into the water. And then she started exploring it. So much so now it's her profession. She runs a deep diving organization in Andamans. So, you see, uh, at any point, we may start with the exposure and end up with enterprise. Or a lot of times, many of us have a lot of explorations, and we may not convert everything into and, and you know into deep diving. We can just explore a lot of things in life. So it's all very spread out. It all depends on each individual. It's not like the highway of education where there is a toll booth every <laughs> at every point and you know you've reached these many kilometers ahead right this is all very open open country or open space you develop yourself you each individual's journey is very very unique and probably probably affected a lot by their immediate family and also yeah what what kind of uh, thinking or interests a particular individual has
0: So, there is no grade, there is no exam, you know, so uh, do parents uh, get uh, uh, initially when they join you or uh, when they have inquiries, do they get really uh, excited or frustrated or angry or, uh, you know, what is the emotion when they realize that there is no grading, there is no examination, is just a process of moving from one step to another step? I would say initially, uh,
1: the emotion is anxiety. (laughs) because we are so used to you know exams and somebody telling us that we are worthwhile and I'm A grade or I'm B grade you know so initially there is a lot of concern or anxiety but as uh, as as families we start uh, kind of uh, uh, letting the child uh, grow and not just letting the child grow we start growing with the child we start also learning things, we start also doing things, not for the sake of some result or some validation, but for the sake of enjoying it deeply and then obviously developing oneself deeply in that field. I would say much as you have gone into theatre and developed and then you went into art and you have you know, developed yourself so much, so I, you are like a perfect example for me. Right? You, you went into something, you went deep into something, not for some some exam or something, for some degree but you went into it because you loved it and, and you enjoyed doing it and you are you still deep into it not that you have you know so so that when parents start seeing that then the joy multiplies exponentially while the worries kind of diminish in one corner what uh, about the uh okay?
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Go
0: ahead, what about the uh you know the the fact that the parents uh, uh have would have this uh, anxiety that you know after a certain let's say 12th grade they have to join degree and after degree there is a job. So, where does that fit in, you know? So, uh, till where uh, does the journey uh, happen in Arohi?
1: Okay, so uh, more than Arohi, meaning in open learning, which is what uh, we call it, uh, just to keep a name uh, to it. uh, Well, the journey actually is lifelong, right? In fact, most of us, after we finish our so-called certificates, actually do open learning the rest of our life. In the sense, we lead our life the way we want. We get into learning or doing things that we like doing. For whatever reason we want to do it, whether it's only for money or for money and pleasure and joy, that's a different thing. So in that sense, you can say the journey is lifelong. And um, if if in that journey, a particular individual feels that I need to give an examination, and that certification would help me, then that individual goes ahead and gives that examination. So just to give you an example, one of the child who was with us at about 16 years or nearing 17 years, he was said suddenly that I want to be a pilot. Now, his interest in aviation and airports and their functioning and aircraft functioning grew a lot. And uh, it is obvious that if you want to become a pilot, at least in our country, you have to go through a certain formal training. And right? you can't just uh, walk up and say, hey, I am a pilot, right? Even if you have flown aeroplanes, you have to go through a certain process. So, and for that, at least in our country, minimum is 12th. You have to give 12th to get into an aviation academy, right? Which will kind of certify you. So, he did that. He, he's, he went through and gave 10th and whatever, 12th. And whatever. In that journey. So, you realize that uh, this particular child had to give an exam because of the kind of choices he was making. On the other side, let's take my daughter who is now 23. I know you have worked with her more when she was a little kid. uh, Three years, four years. But now she is 23, Raji, And she has not not given any 10, 12. She has not gone to any college. She has no certificate or degree to her name except for driving license. And... And she pretty much does a lot of things, she runs a business, She's also freelances with a number of other organizations because she has multiple interests. So her time is uh, <coughs> not just into her business, she runs one business plus does multiple other things which are also of her interest. So that's, that's her who did not need any 10, 12th or certificates. So it really depends on an individual. And to some extent also on the family, because if the family pushes the child to, let's say, at least do this,
0: then then that's between the child and the family. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the kind of, uh, you know, when I listen to you, I've I've been, uh, uh, when I listen to you, it reminds me of the kind of uh, learning process and system of uh, Montessori. Uh, Because when Montessori, as a child grows in Montessori towards the, when they become 12 to 18 years... They do projects. They try and become an entrepreneur. They try and sustain a the livelihood. They sell uh, vegetables. They, they, you know, they do many things to sustain and become part of the ecosystem, but also keep the the driver in you alive by doing a lot of things for the society, uh, economically viable things as well. So, is that is this open learning somewhere closer to uh, the Montessori style of learning?
1: Uh... <laughs> well, initially it appears, but there are there are some significant differences. Uh, one of the key differences, which is what at least I have, I have I have limited exposure to Montessori, so I could be wrong also. But one of this one of the things we have observed in a lot of Montessori organization is that the organization or the the so to say the adults there would try to create a, a kind of a framework under which. Uh, you know for example certain materials or certain kind of exposures but uh, in open learning you flip that the other way around it's the child who creates the structure it's the child who decides which way i want to go and then we uh, are and ask for support in whatever support the child needs so in that sense it's uh, it's more child led right Uh, not really uh, designed by anybody but each child is designing or rather each child and adult and family is designing their own life so yeah there is no one particular uh, and it's all very very open And it's not even that everybody has to do uh, you know let's say um, earn and, and start to go out and do project it's not even that it really depends on each individual what each individual wants to do so when we say open learning we're really saying all the options in this world are open it's not a method. It's, it's a way of saying that, hey, why get stuck with one method? Why not see what appeals to you at this moment? Go do that and then see how your journey evolves. Uh, so it's, it's literally opening up all the methods of the world or all the possibilities and say, hey, you decide what you want to do.
0: Yeah, so, uh, uh, in a way, uh, you know, this is not SSLC, this is not CBSE, this is not IG, this is not Montessori, you know, you're completely creating a new learning uh, ecosystem where a child, uh, not only the child, but in your ecosystem, the child and the family goes through the entire learning process. Uh, I I remember when I visited your place, Arohi, uh, a few years back. You know, uh, there, there was a library in, in a bus, I think, and, and, a, and, a, and a child was, uh, you know, taking us as a guide through that whole space and letting us know what are the different kind of things that happen, uh, l- let's say, uh, on a day-to-day basis. How does, let's say, for example, how does how does your Monday look uh, in Arohi?
1: Okay, so that's a very interesting question. So, our, the, the only typical thing about a typical day is that there is nothing typical about it. What I mean to say is that every day, because every individual, so you said, let's say a Monday, I have no idea what this Monday would look like, which is tomorrow or the next Monday, because the Monday will contain of people who are thinking what each one of them wants to do that Monday. Somebody may want to do art, somebody may want to do music, somebody may want to do art and music and football, somebody may want to do just reading the whole day somebody may want to cook the whole day or bake the whole day and so on so one person could be doing 10 things another person could be just doing one thing or two things and each one would be doing totally different things or they could be subgroups doing things together or an individual could be for some time with a group and for some time alone doing something else which he or she wants to do so i hope you are getting the idea and if it is that dynamic then obviously I can't tell you what will happen on Monday. Perhaps I can only tell you what I have planned for my Monday. <laughs> you know, I have planned to do this and I plan to do that. And that plan may also change because I may see somebody else doing something and I'll say, "Ah, oh, that's interesting. I also want to do that. And I'll go to him or her and say, hey, can I join you? In most cases, most people don't mind and we will kind of join together. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, it is as open and as uh, you can say dynamic. Uh, as that so there is no typical day there is no typical week it's only after the day is over i can tell you what all happened today so and there... also maybe i'm not able to tell you everything because i wouldn't know where each one was doing what all so i may not have an account of
0: everything so uh, as a, a education uh, center space uh, uh, do you have a record of what happens every day or do you have a record of each child or do you have a record of each uh, activity how does one uh uh, analyze what has happened over a period of time, me as a parent, if I send my child, how do I know that, okay, these are things that he has done, you know, so is there any, uh, do you keep a track of what's happening?
1: Uh,
0: yeah, again, we don't keep a
1: track. Each individual keeps a track of what they did during the day or a week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, for example, uh, I may, so we meet every day in the evening, and uh, there is a small time uh, dedicated to what we call as journaling, yeah? where uh, each um, uh, in each individual will kind of you can say note down or in their own fashion they may even draw, they may make a mind map, whatever of what their day looked like, and similarly at the end of the week, <clears throat> sorry. At the end of the week, uh, each one of us would kind of, we call it documentation. We kind of document our journey of this week. Okay, this is is, how it went and this is hence what I would like to do the, the next coming week or the coming one. So it's more like a reflection which leads into my planning or designing the next week. So that each individual does. And obviously, a four-year-old will do it differently, a 14-year-old will do it differently, a 34-year-old will different, do differently. Even two 14-years-old will do it very differently. One could be a spreadsheet guy, you know, everything is out on my spreadsheet, I know, I tick cross, so I plan this. Another one is saying, I don't like any of these spreadsheets, I know on my fingers I wanted to do four things and I did three out of that, right. So, it's again very different on uh, for each individual. Now, the question you're asking, how would a parent know? Well, parent is not supposed to know. Parent is supposed to be, uh, if at all, uh, be on an on an ongoing basis interacting with the child. Right? It's not like an outsourcing. You have sent the child and a report will come back. You are with the child in the child's journey. And for all you know, forget the child checking the or wanting to know what the... Forget the, the parent wanting to know what the child is doing. The child may want to know what the parent was up to so it's not one way so the whole family or the whole community is sharing hey i did this somebody saying i did that and somebody said oh i planned that but i didn't do that and oh that was too difficult i left it or i procrastinated so people are all sharing openly because there is nobody going to say if i said i i wanted to do something but i procrastinated and didn't do it there's nobody going to say i'll give you zero marks because you procrastinated because there's no marks It is my life and if I have procrastinated, I need to live with its consequence, if at all there are any. Or I need to live with that decision because it was my decision. But somebody can give me feedback, somebody can say, Radnesh, hey, it's not all right, man, you should live up to your work. And then it's up to me to take that feedback and see how I want to move ahead with it. So, yeah, there's nobody reporting to anybody, but everybody reporting to themselves.
0: Yeah,
1: And plus a lot of feedback given to each other, very openly. And anybody can give feedback to anybody. Anybody can facilitate and support and mentor anybody.
0: At what stage did you realize, you know, when you started uh, Genie Kids, it was about kids. I, I remember you used to do a lot of uh, teacher training programs as well. And yeah. then and then you moved into Arohi and, and it became an ecosystem, a space of learning. At what stage did you decide that parents have to be part of that journey. Without parents, that journey of a child is an independent one.
1: I think when we transited from Genie Kids to ROE Life, Genie Kids was more like a child centre, you know, learning centre, child learning centre where parents will drop the child and pick the child after 3 hours or 4 hours or 5 hours and uh, at some point of time we realized that no we don't want to continue doing this because we realized the value of uh, you know actually living like that not just going for a for a activity center or activity session and when we transited to ROE one of the key reasons to transit to ROE was that let's change the whole approach uh, of it being outsourced or it being like that but families coming together and uh, all getting involved in the uh, in the not just the journey of the child, I was a journey of the family, All right. And and that is where the whole process uh, started. It's still a journey. Uh, people still think that they can just send their child to Arohi, but then when they meet us, they, we have to kind of, you know. And if they are not getting involved, we have to pull them in. If they say they are busy, we said, sorry, you are busy. But there is something important called you, your child, your family. So, you know, like that at work. So, yeah, uh, it's still a journey. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, which is what my next question was, you know, that uh, uh, parents have a lot of uh, uh, work pressure, commitments, you know, all that at work. And here I I am, uh, you know, I'm, I'm putting my child into ROV. I'm also expected to be part of the journey. So, how do I balance my work and my child's journey or learning journey?
1: Well, I think the perspective, Ranji, is different. It's like trying to say that, uh, uh, is, it's, it's, the, the basic question is, is this important to you? You know, don't, in fact, I don't like the word balance at all. I think balance means tension. You know, I have to do this also. And there's like there's something pulling me down that side also. So I, we say no 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 it's not about balancing it's about it's about leading a life that you want to live and if your life if living your life means to you that you want to enjoy the journey with your child the learning journey the growing journey the fun journey the fighting journey you know journey has all its elements if you want to enjoy the journey then then welcome aboard you know otherwise uh, it doesn't make sense if, if you just want to outsource the so-called education to an institution. There are enough schools and colleges out there, right? But if you want to live a life where you have a mix of, yes, you do professional work also, and you spend time with your family also, and you spend time with yourself also, and let's say spend time uh, on your physical fitness also, let's just taking an exam. So if all of these are part of your life, then you will learn anyway, and anyway, even mix them in your day. Or in your week, however you can, however you want to it. So uh, not that each family and each individual will do it the same way. But uh, the main core point is that, hey, is this, is this part of living? If if your children, your family is part of your living, uh, then there is no such thing like balancing. Then it's that's part of you, right? Mm. So yeah, that, that's the perspective. I think that perspective ensures that everybody does it but everybody does it very differently there's no two same ways of doing
0: it yeah the other question that i had is that uh, you know uh, when when you have a regular education system a school you have you know physics chemistry mathematics you know uh, every day let's say one or two hours of it that is the uh, structural part of the uh, subjects now the uh, come now comes the other part which is my favorite you know which is the uh, the the extracurricular activities and it's also termed extracurricular activities. I always wondered as a child, you know, why why should that not be the main subject and why should this why not uh, physics max be extracurricular activities? But but my point really is, uh, in a, in an education system a regular education system, there is also time for let's say theatre, drama, dance, music, and maybe once in a while yoga. So there is a structure around everything, right? Because it it, it all although yeah as a very has a very structured approach. But it, it also in a way uh, puts in a lot of things. I I understand it's a lot of uh, a lot of things on the platter. But uh, as Genie kids uh, and as as Arohi, uh, you know you you have children and families uh, deciding what they want to do. But do you have a, a structure? Do you have a, a mechanism where you say, look, you have you have done a little too much of, let's say. Uh, uh, doing uh, electronic items which you want to repair. And I did see that when I came last time to your space and I saw some kids uh, repairing some you know, TV and uh, uh, tape recorder and all that. Uh, That's a little too much. Do you want to also look at, let's say, yoga? Do you want to also look at, you know, so do you have that option where it widens up uh, uh, the variety a little bit more because you're not a conventional space? Yeah,
1: so I think... uh... The good news is that life itself is a buffet spread you know Uh, in today's world children already are aware of all of these things around them Uh, media has made sure internet has made sure that everything is available right Uh, at least you can get a preview of everything today so they're they're in in that sense i would say super exposed not overexposed but they're super exposed they know oh this is also there that is also there And then it's up to an an individual. If one individual wants to be, let's say, into electronics the whole 24 hours, there's absolutely no problem. As and when he feels that I want to also do this and I want to also do that, he or she may uh, look at that. The main uh, thing that you need to realize is that we are in a community. So now if, if, let's say, you step into a community, you saw somebody repairing, but you would have also seen somebody cooking and also seen somebody playing football and or playing drums and playing this so you are automatically exposed to oh I can do so many things now you may end up doing many or few or one but you already know that all the possibilities exist each possibility is equally respected and accepted so it's not like the guy who is wanting to learn physics is you know kind of higher than the guy who wants to do embroidery no both are equal and when that kind of acceptance comes people are there is no extracurricular Right? Everything is curricula. The whole world is my curricula. And when each individual sees that kind of acceptance, then they also start being more open to trying out different things. At least that's what I've observed. Then there is no hierarchy there, right? That, oh, you know, that guy is doing this and you are only doing that. No, no, no. If I'm, everything is worthwhile doing everything in this world is beautiful. And if everything is beautiful, then I can try whatever I feel like trying. So yes, again, each individual journey may be different. Some may be very focused. Some may just want to try many things, uh, and so on. Uh, however, the the invitation, if I may call it, is always there, just like a buffet spread. Now, whether you want to finally eat everything on the table or you want to try just few dishes, it's totally your choice.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, you know. In, in a place, in an education space, uh, there are a lot of uh, times when uh, children sometimes decide uh, not to be a part of certain things, uh, not to listen to you, not, uh, not to listen to the parents, not listen to the, the ecosystem, but try out something and not want to do something, right? In a yeah. way, kind of hijacking the system itself. Uh, in a regular uh, school education system, the parents are called, we, ha- we are asked to talk to the, let's say, the child, and then there's a way of going about it. How do you kind of ensure that a child or parents don't hijack uh, a a specific space because there's a lot of learning and feedback that is supposed to be given as well?
1: Well, we don't need to ensure. That's what I'm saying. There is no ensuring because I'm not trying to uh, curate or um, mold your life, right? You are curating, you are molding, you are organically growing your own life. Others are giving you feedback, you may take it, you may not take it. Others are showing you other options, other opportunities, exposing you to different things. You are free to accept you know, whichever you want to accept, reject whichever you want to reject. And I think that acceptance that whatever decisions you are taking is fine. Is fine today because it's you are taking the decision. And you are thinking about it, and you will evolve in your whole journey because that is what is life. Everybody is taking a decision. We too both have taken a decision to do this call today, right? We both took it. Nobody else kind of uh, pushed us to do this, right? So it's it's the same way each individual realizes that I am I am leading my life, a life which is full of options. Uh, And I'm all all that I'm choosing and so in that sense I'm the creator of my life as well as destiny. So I think there is no ensuring, there is no need to do that. And uh, yeah, we have seen people uh, understand and evolve in their own sense of responsibility towards themselves, leadership towards themselves and uh, understanding themselves as human beings. And it's not that uh, we don't fail. just like life, you would go through ups and downs. You will go through lots of failures. You will realize bad decisions and so on. And so forth. we aren't trying to make it all goody-goody. In fact, we are not trying to make it anything. Uh, it's all out in the real world. So you are out there understanding your own journey and it's ups and downs. So yeah, that's how it is. It's all all there. Out so, there.
0: so in your space also, there is uh, there is there is no specialist of a certain subject. Uh, people are learning on their own and growing and evolving on their own. Is there a frustration no, not that not I... Not on
1: their own. They If they need us, if if they reach a stage where they think they need, let's say, a teacher. Let's say today they think that they, for example, if they think that I, I, I'm, I'm good at acting, I like theatre. But I would like some professional, let's say, mentoring, guidance, even teaching. Uh, I, I will go to Ranji why not because he's good at theater so i might as well learn from ranji what theater skills he know and let's say if you are doing a workshop let's say a one month workshop or a six month workshop i'll sign up for your workshop because i want to learn this so getting taught there's nothing wrong with that that's amazing Provided i want to get taught and i want to get taught from this particular teacher now when i go to ranji i may find that "Ah, ranji wasn't the kind of teacher i was looking for then I may say, Ranji, get lost, I'll go and find another theatre teacher. Or I may like Ranji and I'll say, amazing, I will learn from you till I'm like satisfied and then I'll move ahead. So, uh, it's not that any options are closed, in fact, more and more options are open. And then children can realise, so, so for example, children do a lot of internships, apprenticeships, workshops, courses, both online and in person, or they may just have an individual guiding them or teaching them. Uh, and so on so it's all it's all available everything is available for children and for that matter for everybody
0: and and do parents have to stay in your facility for the entire year is that how it is no 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 uh, again the campus is just one space we say the whole world
1: is our classroom so if you say where is ROE located I say all over the world in the sense you can, uh, Aru is all about open learning and you can be anywhere and learning, uh, right? You can go to uh, Gulmarg and learn there, or you can be in, in Australia and learn there. So there is no limit to it. In the same way, the campus is very open. Uh, the people of the community can come to campus whenever they feel like, uh, especially if they want a larger family to work with, as in more people around them, because campus would mean that there are more physically more people here. So, if you want to interact with more people and be, live with more people, you come to the campus. If you want a quiet corner, you may go back to your home and say, I want a quiet corner. If you want a, even a quieter corner, you may go to Himalayas and do your work there. So, it's really up to each individual. The campus is very, very open to whoever wants to come here. Uh, it could be one member of the family, two member of the family, the whole family with grandparents. <laughs> it's all very, very open.
0: Yeah, uh, one of the, uh, uh, I remember in one of the survey that was conducted sometime back uh, in Netherlands, there was a survey about children and their dreams uh, and Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, noticed that over the years uh, in a European nation, children are dreaming less because they have so much option available uh, that... They don't need to dream anything, right? So uh, that uh, that opened up a lot of uh, questions of uh, children and dreams and their uh, wish to uh, dream radical things. So a team was sent to India, and they and they observed and noticed that uh, children who are not who are who don't have too much of privileges, who don't have economical and socio-economic privileges, dream a lot and differently. So how uh, uniquely different are the dreams of children in Arohi? Well, I don't know,
1: <laughs> because I haven't really compared it with uh, with with other dreams. I think the only thing I would say is that uh, the dreams as a uh, when you ask, a, let's say, a three, four, five, six-year-old, are very different. They are they are very wooly and vague. I want to be a train driver and all that, yeah. which is which are super, but they are not really dreams. They are just at that moment wishes. Uh, but as children grow slightly older, their dreams become more specific. You know, I want to be a, uh, let's say I want to do designing or I want to make a, uh, you know, open a bakery of my own or something like that. So they become more specific. Uh, the 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 big difference I feel is that they are not ashamed of their dreams. That's more important in open learning. Whatever kind of dream, each one has they know that this dream is valuable in this world When all all of us don't need to become a uh, you know uh, a top ceo or somebody to be called a good enough person an mba or whatever uh, to be called a, or a doctor whatever you know we we don't need to become professional in that sense i can just be a, a let's say a trekker or I could or a nature guide or I could just be a baker or I could just be a, um, a writer or whatever I want to do and that's good enough uh, so so the dreams need not be big in the time in in the sense of fame and and money and size but the dreams become more and more and more specific and and I would say they are they are very uh, uh let's say open to embrace their dreams and follow them rather than getting um you know getting caught up that this dream is not worthwhile you better become a xyz and hence i end up giving or going to a certain college or certain courses uh, rather than pursuing what i really want to pursue yeah Uh, but the survey that you are referring is more from an economic standpoint you know where possibly they are already well to do in european countries so in that sense they don't have economic dreams while possibly in our country there are still people who have more economic dreams you know i want to earn more or things like that so uh, yeah uh, but in that sense i I don't think um, the the children of open learning uh, each one is different. Some may have economic dreams that I want to earn a lot of money but some may not have. In fact, between my two children, my daughter has no such uh, connection with, uh, uh, with becoming big or money and all that. While my son is, yeah, I want to become big, I want to have lots of money. So you see, within the same family, there are two children with two different economic aspirations, I would say. But in terms of dreams, both have their own kind of
0: dreams, yeah. And both have been uh, open-schooled?
1: Yes, open learning, yes.
0: So, uh, uh, from an open learning uh, perspective uh, and, and, uh, you know, I I see, because I'm a full-time artist now, uh, doing theatre and uh, full-time painting as well. Uh, Painting is something that I picked up at the age of 38 and, you know, uh, learnt on my own. So it was more like an open school for me. I learnt and absolutely, you are the perfect example
1: (laughs) of open learner at 38.
0: So uh, you know, uh, coming back to uh, uh, dreams, especially when somebody wants to do earn a lot of money and you know, because this kind of uh, system where uh, open learning is there, uh, you know, it 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 is the perfect space for artistic growth and ability, and, and it nurtures entrepreneurial spirit as well. Uh, but yeah. with respect to, you know, a, a, structured, uh, way earning, a structured way of earning, or structured way of, you know, an, an outlook towards things, how does, uh, have you seen any examples in your own uh, space where there have been failures with, where somebody wants to go ahead and become a CEO after after being in open school, you know, um, and, and wants to uh, uh, go somewhere uh, in that space and go into that line and has not succeeded, then how do you handle that? How do you kind of, you know, Uh, give feedback, is there a a mechanism for me as a child to get some feedback, no, that style is different or is it, it's all open and it's all possible
1: Uh, Okay, well I haven't had, we haven't had an experience of a child wanting to be a CEO (laughs) till now, so I can't really give you an example as specific as that Uh, but what I would say is uh, that when you are an open learner uh, the whole journey is very time efficient you see if i if i want to get a let's say a job in a corporate i have to first do 10th i have to do 12 then i have to do a graduation and possibly an mba and then i get a job now that if you add that up that's about that's a good seven eight years yeah but a child let's say at a 14 or 15 if, if a child says, I want to, let's say, do whatever, hotel management or I want to do finance, you know, I want, I'm interested in financial markets, can actually dive right in. And in two, three years, can develop the kind of capability that, uh, that you know, companies will already start calling you for, for either projects or jobs and stuff like that. For that, I have a lot of examples. Children who, because, they, because they, they're not doing anything else. Let's say, so there is one child who is at, at almost 13, when he turned 13, he got interested in financial markets. And now he is what? He's, he's just about, you know, 15 and a half or 16, 16, and in three years, he has learned so much about financial markets and algorithms and trading and you name it, that, you know, possibly an MBA also does not know. If you really look at it, he's already ready for a job which other people would get at the age of 21. And I'm sure the companies will take it. Not that he's interested in job, he doesn't want any job. Because he's enjoying this and he wants to just, you know, develop it into more of his own organization, his own his own individual work uh, as or as a consultant, financial consultant. As of now, his his aspirations may change. But what I'm trying to tell you, in three years he has learned, what people uh, i would say waste a lot of time to reach there yeah and then after mba they start learning on the job so it's actually not even immediately after mba you know everything you still take another one or two years to get into the, the core of the industry while well, this job is this guy is already doing it and i can similarly give you examples of children who are into coding who are into already freelance projects with big organizations because they already developed those skills because they simply have nothing else to waste their time on you see (laughs) because i don't need to do things which are which are unnecessary or not part of uh, i don't need to go through all those subjects and all those things i can just devote my time to what i want to do no that's not to say that everybody should do that somebody might say i don't even want to do this i want to just enjoy life and do 100 different things i want to go surfing also and i want to do painting also and i want to study history also So, there are children like that also who are just into many things and there are children who are into specific things. And I would say they are very, very job ready. Just that they are not wanting jobs. That's a different thing. Mm -hmm. So, in that sense, it's very time efficient and also money efficient. You don't have to spend anything. Just like how you learn painting, you didn't have to spend anything. In terms of you had to spend your time, but you didn't go for some, you know, lakh rupee fees college to learn painting.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean uh, learning uh, uh, you know especially at an adult stage you realize that it's a it's a lifelong process and you can you know and you can continue to learn uh, as you progress and go as well you know. Uh, and the milestones are very different. You don't consider the milestones where uh, you know where you need to earn certain money or you need to get an award. Those don't become milestones. If you love doing what you're doing, then milestones are like okay. I I hope I'm able to capture light properly. I'm I hope I'm able to capture the color of the sunset properly. You know the the milestones are very different uh, from from that perspective. The so
1: milestones come from inside rather yeah. than from outside.
0: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, I completely understand.
1: In a way, you have defined open learning. Open learning is nothing but creating your own milestones and then trying to reach there. And then as you reach there, you create the next milestone and Absolutely. so on and so forth. Absolutely.
0: Great. So, with that, uh, I come to the end of this uh, entire conversation. And, uh, I think this would have rekindled the spirit uh, and uh, uh, of, of people who are listening to the, uh, to this conversation and if they want to know more uh, is uh, is it possible that they can they can actually come and visit your place Pe- can people come and visit your space sure sure they can just that they would need to just
1: hop onto our website and get the information from there we also do every saturday an an open uh, informal meetup that information is also there on the website it's an online meetup so people can ask their questions and all of that uh, so that happens every saturday Uh, And yeah, and then they can come and stay here, experience it after they've come to understand what we are trying to do. Absolutely.
0: So any family can come from anywhere in the world. And and what is the website uh, details? Uh, That's arohilife.org.
1: K-A-R-O-H-I and then L-I-F-E dot O-R-G.
0: Great. Excellent. And I truly hope and wish that the people who are interested for this kind of uh, learning space uh, reach out to you and perhaps begin a new journey of creating new milestones and new learning possibilities and perhaps evolving uh, their own dreams and, and growth of their own families as they grow ahead as well. Uh, sure. Thank you so much I mean, for I mean, your the time. inspiration,
1: sorry, I'm cutting you. With <laughs> no, sure. inspiration, Ranji is there. He, to me, you are an amazing opener. The way you have learned theatre, the way you have learned art and converted that into your life. Or, or, rather, you de- you know, dived into it so deeply that that is what uh, you know you, you embody in so many different ways. So, to me, you are already a perfect example. So, they don't even need to look at us; they can just look at you and get inspired. By.
0: Sure, sure. Thank you so much, uh, Ratnesh. I have actually one last question, which is, uh, uh, who is your inspiration?
1: Uh, children. Very, very, very simply. All the children that we have interacted with, each one of us is inspired by reinforcing our belief in them by saying, yes, we are truly capable of leading our own life. We want you as a support. We want you as a co-passenger, but you don't need to drive us. We will drive ourselves. Just be with us. That's the big one. So they have been the true inspiration.
0: Great. Thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for sharing so much in detail. And I look forward to perhaps catching up with you in person. Sure.
1: See you soon. Thank you.